Hello. Today's episode of the podcast is brought to you by the Fort PET. The Fort is a fully equipped mobile gym that provides customized personal training to clients according to their individual needs and fitness goals. Uh, the Animal Flow introductory class next Wednesday on the 28th is full. Hmm. Uh, but don't worry, there's going to be another introductory and an intermediate class happening in September. Dates and stuff will be out soon, so check out their Instagram at the Fort PT for more information, or just drop them a message if you want to reach out, or stay tuned for the next episode. That's probably when the next updates will be, like when Bronson will just let me know, and then I'll just say it on the next episode. So stay tuned, okay? Uh, also, mention that you're a listener of the podcast, hashtag mostly yoga podcast, and get your first personal training session for free. Hmm, you're welcome. Anyway, there's some shit going on in the Amazon now or something. It's on fire, right? I don't know. Oh my god. Uh, what can we do about this? How can we save the world? By building your own zero-waste plastic kit today with Plastic Free. Ha! Huh. Plastic Free is a Singapore-based online store that offers eco- affordable, eco-friendly products from reusable cups, metal straws, and other sustainable items that you can use in your daily lives to help you uh, keep the use of plastic to a minimum. Hmm. So join the movement, and together we'll make the world a greener place, one cup, one straw, one bag at a time. Ooh. Use the promo code MOSTLYYOGA for 10% off any purchases for above $30. Visit the store, www.plasticfree.co, and check out their Instagram, same name, plasticfree, with a K, spelled with a K, and a free. All the links in the description thing below. Check it out. Today's guest, yeah. Uh, we talked to Eliza. Eliza is a friend of mine. I met her at Yoga Movement a long time ago, back when she only had one kid. Now she has two. Uh, it's going to be like a pregnant pregnancy episode, postnatal, prenatal stuff. Uh, we talk about the mom life that she is you know, living now as a mom and, uh, and how she balances both being a mom being a, a yoga teacher and, 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 and balancing her practice as well. Um, she also shares with us what it was like practicing as a pregnant yogi, how to, how to adapt your practice, uh, you know, especially with your bump, your baby bump, um, and just, uh, just thoughts and, and the things that she went through during that time. And also stuff about what it was like or what it is like raising a little human. Oh, now two. Yes, she has two now. Um, so yeah, without further ado, let's hear let's hear Eliza and and what she has to say. Yeah, enjoy. Okay. Uh. <laughs> okay. Hello, Eliza. Hi. Hi, Aaron. Yes. <laughs> uh, I've known you for quite a while, actually, before my teaching. Career started. Really? Since yeah, when? Before, like, I knew before I became a teacher, back when I knew Mei Yen, oh, yes. a long time ago. Oh, yes. And we attended and, classes together. Yeah, and I attended your class together as well. Yes. And during that time, so you, you just had a kid, yes. right? And I was hearing stories of how, from Mei Yen, I think, or whoever, like, it was just, it was just saying, like, how mm. oh, you, asked, you, were, you were gone for a bit, then you came back, yep. you know? And then we worked again together at MP, and then yep. now you're back here. Yep. And, and you have a second kid now. <laughs> so you sort of went through this twice, this yeah. whole... And the reason why I wanted to talk to you 
to, to do this together with you was also because I wanted to know what life was like as a a pregnant yogi mm-hmm. before and after like having to deal with kids having to to go through that while practicing whether it affected you know, there's a lot of questions in one in one question <laughs> yeah. but like how did having a kid affect your practice as a practitioner and as a teacher mm. and how did you have to deal with all the things that you had to go through mm. okay mm. see where you want to start with that <laughs> so for someone who didn't want to have kids uh, at first <laughs> it was quite a lot to to, to digest when I first uh, knew that I was pregnant because when I knew that when I first um, found out about my pregnancy I had just uh, we had just uh, returned from the Netherlands because mm. my husband was sent there to study for a couple of years and um, so you know very carefree couple life for mm. quite a while and then and for us it was like uh, we didn't really think about uh, having children and we've been married for about five years by then mm. yeah so so I would say my like Truett, my my three year old my son, <laughs> he uh, when we when we first found out about him was when I came back to Singapore, and uh, after I got my first job as a yoga teacher, so I would say that the moment I started teaching, um, maybe like one month later I found out I was pregnant. Mm. Yeah, and and so that was a little bit of a it was quite scary for me because um, I did my training. I did my training in New York, and then uh, I came back and was thinking, okay, I want to be a yoga teacher, and, and uh, this is my second, my third career actually. I was mm-hmm. in FMB, and then uh, I was a teacher in school, and then we went overseas. I did my teacher training, then I came back. You were a teacher. Yeah, I, I started my career as a teacher. So I would say that in my, my I mean, so far it has been this is my fifth year teaching, mm. and. Uh, I have always been either pregnant or with a child uh, as long as I can remember throughout my teaching career. Yeah. yeah. So I never really had a chance to properly um, kind of uh, give my 110% to my career because it's like mom life the whole the whole time. Yeah. So being having having said that I think uh, juggling with uh, juggling the the body changes the fact that uh, uh, I had to teach and uh, be pregnant at the same time, or rather I chose to teach and be pregnant at the same time, mm. uh, all that uh, when I had my first child was something very new to me. And so the first thing I did was, uh, of course, Google is your best friend. Mm. <laughs> I Googled whether I could I could uh, potentially teach and and, uh, and be pregnant at the same time. And of course, uh, it's, I mean, like a lot of people have done that. Yeah. And maybe I... At that point in time, I have not been to a yoga class where the teacher was pregnant before. Okay. Yeah. Well, I've been to a lot. Huh? Have Why been to a lot? Pregnant <laughs> Yeah, I haven't. So like, like the first thing I thought was like, is it going to be safe for my baby? Mm. That's one thing. Is it going to be safe for me? But uh, also, mm, I learned to I learned to respect my bodily cues. And, what uh, do you mean? So body? if I if I was in a pose that I wasn't comfortable in, or or I didn't feel good in, then I, I don't do it. Yeah. Oh, also, right. So you start to be more aware of yes, what your, what's yes, happening definitely. in your body. La. Yeah. Because, so for the, I mean, for the first few months, your body's not going to change much, la, actually. Then, 
maybe you will have like nausea and stuff when you're pregnant mm. but then other than that it's pretty much the same so sometimes it can be quite tempting to want to push your boundaries a little bit I would say that uh, because I've been practicing for quite a while I know my body very well so so I could I can work with it but if you are someone who has never done yoga before or who uh, it's relatively is, new yeah relatively practice, new to your practice, you have never done yoga while pregnant, then uh, I would suggest uh, reading up a little bit first, knowing uh, what to do, what not to do. Go to some, go to a teacher who is uh, prenatal certified so that uh, you get accurate information. Yeah, but I mean general stuff like twisting, like uh, compressing the belly, things like that you don't want to do. Lah. Yeah, but I, I advocate, uh, I mean I advocate knowing your own body and your body belongs to you, you know. And you, I don't expect uh, pregnant mummies who come in and and uh, who tell me that oh, uh, um, I, I I don't mind twisting and, and uh, I don't mind doing not. core. And then if they tell me things like that, then I will tell I will tell them what I know, and uh, but I will still respect that decision. So so you won't turn them. Away. I will not turn them away. Actually, mm. I will not turn them away because uh, but they have to know that whatever they choose to do in class. Uh, it's gonna have is, uh, re- like not repercussions. Uh, it's gonna have an effect on some way, lah. Yeah, because I mean, I can I can assist them and uh, and help them to the best of my knowledge, mm. and uh, I can tell them that I know that you're not supposed to be twisting when mm. you're pregnant. I mean, this is what I learned from uh, from the prenatal knowledge that mm. I have. But if you still want to do it, uh, I cannot stop you. You see, <coughs> so I have had uh, pregnant women. Uh, come in for a hot class and a core a hot core class before yeah and mm. doing every single rep and every single what thing. what stage first at like the first stage so still quite still quite flat yeah yeah and but that's why they probably think that you can still twist because you can't there's not nothing yes. there to block you yes but then there's also that's there's that thing where they say that the first trimester is the it's a, most dangerous it's, it's part, a formative right? stage is yeah. quite important I mean it's a I think I feel it is a personal personal choice mm. for me I I didn't want to I didn't want to do any more hot classes the moment I was pregnant but I know that there are many Bikram practitioners who, who fall mm. pregnant and still still do their usual Bikram practice so I would say it varies um, not just it varies according to individuals not just how not just the body but also in terms of uh, how far along you're in your your practice and your pregnancy mm. yeah so for somebody who for someone who has been doing yoga for a long time let's say a teacher mm. okay so for me um, when I was pregnant uh, I had been I've been practicing since I was 20 years old <laughs> so I would say I've been practicing for more than 10 years and I was at a stage where inversions were very uh, were very comfortable for me like my hit stands um, were very comfortable for me and uh, I felt like uh, when I was pregnant I could still continue with it and uh, there are different schools of thoughts when it comes to inversions for example some people believe that you shouldn't be inverting when you are pregnant mm-hmm. and then some people feel like it's uh, it's okay so mm, at that point in you, time what did you learn and what did your body tell you well I I've read some I've read some uh, sources that says that inversions are actually really good for uh, reducing the extra weight that you have on your hips when you are pregnant because the belly mm-hmm. weighs down everything and your hips get really tight so if you invert and uh, it takes the weight off the hips and you feel good then then it's uh, probably good for you and your baby yeah okay I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure about that so uh, I but I still continue with my inversions uh, primarily because uh, it felt good for me mm. that was in my first pregnancy in my second pregnancy I didn't feel so good at inversions. What, so what do you mean? Like it just 
uh, every pregnancy feels different. So even even for me, my first and second pregnancy felt different. So what's more to say for different people? Like a physical. Yes, physically different. Yeah. So for my second pregnancy, for my first pregnancy, I still felt I still I still felt relatively athletic, and uh, I could move around pretty well, and uh, and I could invert and come back down. I don't feel nauseous or like I feel like my belly's fine. So everything is okay. So actually, I actually, um, I actually continued with my regular practice, barring the hot classes. I did everything as it is all the way up till, up till uh, my last stage of pregnancy. Mm. Yeah, one week before I I had my son, I attended. Uh, a handstand workshop, Selena's handstand workshop. One week before. <laughs> That's like the trimester there. Yes, yes. The okay. Yeah. So, but of course, uh, I, I, if you are somebody who has never had experience with handstands, who have never done yoga before, or, or it's just not part of your practice anyway, you don't want to be starting something mm. like this. In, Obviously, I think yeah, that goes without saying. La. Yeah, so that goes, I mean, that, that, I think that applies for any kind of sport. You don't want to start something new when you are pregnant. Yeah. You just want to be comfortable with yeah. doing what you've already been doing and do something that you are comfortable with, right. that is safe for you and your baby. Okay. Yeah. So then when I had my daughter, uh, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I uh, felt like inversions just didn't feel very good for, for mm. me. So I just cut it out completely after five months. Yeah. So between the first to the fifth month of pregnancy, where my belly wasn't so big yet, I was still inverting, but after five months, I just decided that it wasn't working for me. It's uh, my sense of balance is not so good, and uh, and it just uh, didn't feel good to invert, so I didn't do it. Yeah. Okay. So um, I think it's important to to just uh, question the intention behind why you are doing it. Like, like so if you if you are pregnant and you want to invert, like why do you want to do it? Yeah. So for I I for my for my boy when I had my boy my my son. I felt like the inversions helped with the, the tightness in the hips. No, okay. Yeah. So 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 I just continued doing it anyway. Yeah. And for, for my, the second one? For, for the second one, I felt like when I inverted, I feel a little bit off balance and mm. there's a possibility that I might fall. Yeah. So I decided not to do it. This is this this sensation that you feel, this it's a physical sensation. Yes. It's like a like a, you just feel something is off. Yeah. I mean definitely you have a you have a protruding belly, <laughs> your center okay. of gravity is definitely affected. Yeah, so in not just in inversions, but in any anything, any, yeah, walking, in anything. standing on one leg. Yeah, yoga like, is yeah. a lot about balancing. So I find that as a, if you are somebody who has uh, been doing yoga for quite a while and you are comfortable with certain postures, mm. you can continue with your regular practice, but just be mindful of your ba- sense of balance. And uh, it is uh, it is important to follow through. So like in your in your first month and second month of pregnancy. Let's say you can do a particular pose, say, uh, let's say Garuda's eagle pose, right? Balancing pose, eagle pose. But then, let's say you stop doing yoga for a couple of months, and when you take it up again, let's say in your sixth month of pregnancy, you decide to go back to yoga again. And then you might find that eagle pose is now challenging. Yeah, but if you had done yoga from month one all the way till when you are, when you, when you give birth, let's say for the entire nine months, right? Your sense of balance will kind of, uh, Kind of grow with your belly. Okay. Yeah. Go on. So that so for me, I felt like uh, uh, getting used to that changing center of gravity mm. was uh, important. So being consistent in my practice when I was pregnant is important. So so that's your advice. 
But that's my advice for people who have been the, who, who, who are been yogis, doing, who, are yogis who, who have been practicing for a long time and who are now pregnant. Yeah, who are now pregnant, who are still comfortable mm. practicing and who want, who still want that, that little bit of exercise in, mm. uh, or, or uh, exercise or whether it's for the mind, you know, for, for themselves. Mm. They're not sure whether or not they should continue with yoga. I think they can continue as long as uh, they are comfortable with it, as long as they feel like uh, it's uh, beneficial for their body and their babies. Okay. Yeah. But for someone who has never done yoga before, then I would advise prenatal yoga. What is prenatal? I mean, people know that it's a thing that pregnant people go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but like, do you need to be a yogi before you do it? Or is it just anybody can do it? And, and I've never been in a prenatal class because some places don't allow guys to go in. Yes. And sometimes it's also, I don't feel comfortable going into this women's circle mm-hmm. as a guy who has no place to be there just yeah. to like sleep or whatever <laughs> goes on so like yeah I'm sure you've been to them before yeah I I think it's quite it's quite a controversial to to have a, a non-pregnant uh, man Mom. inside oh, a, yeah. <laughs> a prenatal class I would say I would say most places wouldn't allow some it. places do really yeah but then like but like why that who who will, like what normal maybe guy will go there on like a, to, maybe for maybe, the husbands who yeah. want to know what's going on but I have on. no like I have no reason to go there so yeah. I don't want to make people uncomfortable so I will probably never go unless yeah. I have like a wife who's pregnant yeah. I think prenatal yoga is a lot about creating a safe space for pregnant mummies to um, to connect with their changing bodies and to connect with their babies and oh, then wow. mm, so in okay in the prenatal uh, yoga classes that I have attended uh they usually do a lot of breath work, uh, that uh, breathing techniques that could be useful when you have a natural birth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go on. So, yeah, and uh, other than that, uh, it's also a lot about bringing attention to your to your to your pelvic uh, to your pelvic core. When you are pregnant, um, a lot of a lot of things happening in the belly and the and the pelvic floor. Area. Uh. Yeah. So, uh, I don't know whether to pronounce it as kegels or. Kegels. I'm not sure you've heard of that. Kegels? Kegels? I've heard of Kegels. Yeah. So I don't know what it is, but I've heard that word before. I feel like it's related to the thing. Your, oh, your, your muscles. Your right? pelvic floor yeah, muscle. yeah, the, the yeah, your pelvic floor muscle. So hold. it's important to uh, strengthen your pelvic floor muscle to uh, support your support the growing. Uh, the fact that your your, your baby is growing, right, is putting, putting pressure. weight and pressure so downwards. Hold, so, you yes, so you need to, to strengthen that muscle. And okay. um, um, post-pregnancy incontinence is also something that's very real. Post-post-pregnancy. Yes. Yeah, so after you give birth, because your pelvic floor muscle is uh is is uh could, could, could yeah. be loose, <laughs> could be loose or like uh, not working as hard mm. as before. So like like uh when you when you sneeze, maybe you will leak a little bit of pee. That's okay. after that's after you give birth. Uh-huh. Yeah. Ooh. So I mean little things like okay, that. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So so um prenatal classes usually teach will will teach you casual exercises, and uh-huh. uh, and uh, other than that, uh, of course stretching. And, uh, like what kind of poses in terms of like yoga? So in terms of yoga, I would say we do poses. Is that it like are, yin? Um, I wouldn't say it's like yin. So, so because active, we don't uh, hold the poses for so long, it's okay. actually yeah. I've read that it's actually not so good to hold certain poses for that long when you're pregnant because there's a lot the, of relaxing. The bones, right? Yeah. Yeah. There's a there's a, when you're pregnant, you're you're. Your, there's a there's a particular hormone in your body that increases, so the amount of relaxing that goes to your to your joints. Uh, overstretching. Yes, mm. so you could potentially overstretch without realizing. Yeah. So, this is in third trimester or, or first um, or second. I think it's third. I think 
<laughs> anyway, go Google it. At some point of your pregnancy, you yes. will feel very flexible and you will think you're damn yes. strong, but then you yes. shouldn't overstretch. Shouldn't overstretch. Okay. Yeah, you shouldn't overstretch. Mm. And um, I think for generally for prenatal class, it is also nice to be able to be to be in a room with fellow uh, moms to be. Mm. Share that bond. Uh, yes. Yeah. Yes. Kind of. I mean, like like uh, the women who are there to support each other mm. and. Uh, Usually, you get to. I mean, sometimes, uh, let's say in the third, second, third trimester, towards the second, third trimester, right? You'll be able to feel your baby move as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's natural. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so so feeling. I think just bonding with the baby in class, ah, having that kind of quiet okay, time. Okay. So prenatal mm. yoga, I would say, is a lot about uh, connecting uh, inwards. For me, at least, yeah, mm. it's about connecting to your own body connecting to your baby and uh, knowing your limits what you can do what you cannot do what you should do what you, you shouldn't do hmm. but still getting that that little uh, bit of movement that you need all this yeah, seems very pregnant. intuitive it is and uh, it's a uh, I mean when when I when I was pregnant when I first fell pregnant my the first thing my mom was concerned about was me teaching hmm. and uh, teaching yoga and being pregnant at the same time it's very you draining. Know, she was it's like, yeah, it's draining. And she was like, is it going to be dangerous? <clears throat> yeah. And then my dad's, for, but my dad was totally, my dad's <coughs> idea of yoga is like, it's like, oh, yeah, it's yoga. Oh, gentle. You know, yeah, very gentle. It's the guy's perspective. La. Yeah, but then, yeah, but then I was teaching things like power flow, I was teaching like power Even the time classes. at MP also, when we were doing the teacher's <laughs> meeting, you were going to pinch on it. <laughs> so, yeah, I was teaching a, a very, uh, I, I mean, like, my, my own practice is quite athletic before mm. I was pregnant. It was quite athletic. You were quite involved in a lot of activities yeah. rock climbing yeah. <laughs> yeah rock climbing yeah so so it was um, I think it was just my own way of maintaining that sense of normalcy mm-hmm. for for my life as well I, I I felt like like when I was pregnant I still wanted to do everything like I didn't want to kind of like uh Oh, because I'm pregnant, so I cannot do this. Yeah, yeah. correct. I didn't want to like <coughs> give up being active. Is that the right? Is that the not right or wrong? Uh, is that the wise mindset to have, mm. or should you have dialed it back when you needed to? to I think, to, as a first-time pregnant yogi back then, uh, it was uh, it was kind of. Uh, I mean, I wanted to stay active. I knew I wanted to stay active. And I knew that being active would help me in my pregnancy. Mm. You know, giving birth is one of the most difficult things that your body has to endure. So it doesn't make sense to just lie in bed 24-7, right? That's you true. do nothing while you're pregnant. Mm. That will make your pregnancy worse, I think. Because you're weakening yourself. Yeah, you need, to, uh, yeah you need, you need the correct muscles life. to be able to push a baby out. You need, you need to strengthen certain things. You need to, be able to, you need to know how to breathe well. Mm. You need to calm your mind. Whoa. And, uh, and, and, and just be able to... Uh, to, to tell yourself that you know this is as nature intended mm. and it's normal to feel pain and and to so in a way in a way giving birth is a kind of a it's an experience uh. it of course it's a huge experience yeah. and I felt like actually continuing with the yoga helped me get through the the mm. pregnancy the entire duration of the pregnancy and the giving birth the mm. act of giving birth itself I'm, yeah. I mean I'm sure it will like like everything you described comes from yoga being 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 aware of your yeah. body being uh, able to breathe and be calm in certain situations yeah. so All it this, is a very yeah. physical uh, I mean it's it's very physically taxing to give mm. birth so it doesn't make sense for you to I feel like it doesn't make sense for you to just uh, stop for me to just stop all of my physical activities just because I was pregnant mm. 
So I, I went in with the mindset of, okay, I'm just going to do, I'm going to, to, to carry on with my, my life as per normal and uh, take it, as, take it as, as I go along. Mm-hmm. You know, if at any point in time or any stage in my pregnancy, I don't feel comfortable, I feel like I'm compromising the health of my baby or myself, mm-hmm. then I'm just going to back off. That's yeah. wise, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But sometimes it is, uh, sometimes the ego takes over. Mm. I feel like sometimes the ego takes over, like maybe you're in class, you're in a regular class that you always attend, let's say a powerful class, right? Or a vinyasa. This is you attending, not yeah, teaching. like me attending okay. class, right? Vinyasa style class. And then uh, everybody around you goes into, some, goes into a difficult asana. And you know that it is an asana that you can easily tackle uh, before before mm-hmm. you were pregnant, and then then comes the split second decision of whether or not I want to get into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I've had I've had uh, I've had moments like this while I was pregnant before. Like, like should I take it? Should I not? Should I take the easier option? And what were the thoughts? Should, should I go ahead? So in my mind, I always just I always reminded myself that whatever that I'm doing now, this phase of being pregnant is temporary. You know, I can do my handstands anytime. Bef- after after I give birth, when I don't have a baby. But if I want to do it right now, is it because it benefits me uh, physically and mentally, or is it benefiting my ego to be a handstanding pregnant mommy? Yeah, it looks nice in pictures. If people look at me, maybe I look cool, but uh, if that is my intention, then I shouldn't be doing it in the class. Yeah, so so having uh, like being able to make that decision in that split second really brought me really really brought me back to the intention of my practice like like as uh, as a pregnant mommy why am i practicing yoga like why do i still want to be in this space and uh, it was uh it was very interesting i would say because like from from not from like flat belly to <laughs> having a full yeah. you know having a baby from, in, in from like stomach. can do everything to yeah. Cannot do everything. Yes, quote correct. Unquote, like. Correct. Yeah. Uh, it's um, and for somebody who is physically active, uh, mm. you would at first it almost feels like crippling, you know, mm. like like yeah. If it, I wanna, I I mean, my handstand practice was I wouldn't I wouldn't say my handstand practice is strong. It's, it's not strong. There, it's something. You know? It's it's something. Yeah. I've been working on it. And now when you climb the stairs, it's gonna hurt. Yeah, hurts. yeah. yeah. Hurts I would it. say my headstand practice is quite strong. Mm. I would say my my like like my pincher practice is quite strong. But when I was pregnant, uh, there were moments of doubt, like. Mm. Will I still be able to hold this pincha without falling over? So the moment I had that that doubt, I will pull myself back. I will not do it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's something. I think it's something that is very personal that you decide for yourself when you are in uh, when you're in a class. So if you're somebody who is pregnant and who has been very athletic, and then you attend your regular class, and then maybe like forty five minutes into the class, peak post time. You, I think it's uh, easy for for you to judge based on your own the based on your own experience and your your how your body feels at that moment in time whether or not you are ready to take that people's pregnant, yeah. So if it, if you have any doubt at all, I would say don't do it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was interesting. For somebody, if you are somebody who has never done handstands before, or have never, or who has never done a certain uh, high level asanas uh, before you were pregnant, and then you want to try it when you are pregnant, please don't do it. The, the, again, <laughs> that is obvious. Sense. That is like the public service <laughs> announcement that we're that we're saying. If you've never done, if you've never done yoga before, yes, l- great, try it. Yeah, sure, at some point, but yeah. like not when you're when you're in this, this sensitive state. 
yes. or your body is so sensitive. I think your doctor will tell you the same thing. Yeah, yeah. like Don't anything. Don't do yeah. anything uh, new and challenging that you have never done before you were pregnant. And most of the people are smart enough to not do it. Yes. But then like it's the people who think that yoga is about stretching and oh, I should be chill, I'm pregnant, it's fine. Yeah. And then you just go into a like, power flow. Oh, power flow, well, I don't know what it is, but sure, I just go in and then like you you like put then yourself in that danger. That in the wrong class. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I think like just with a little bit of education, you would like the people would understand the differences in like what the basics class is, what the power class is, mm-hmm. what like like where the pre- pregnant mummies go to, or yep. what or whether yeah. whatever like, You know, it ask makes around, sense. do yeah. a little bit of research, and uh, and go to somebody <coughs> who is certified. Yeah, go to What else were the challenges that you had to face as a practitioner in the different stages of your pregnancy, besides just being able to do asanas? Um, were there anything like say certain cramps or let's like, say did you feel that 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 um your body is becoming too flexible and mm. it was a bit like scary you know I think I was quite lucky in that uh, I was quite lucky in that sense because I didn't have any uh, I didn't experience any kind of nausea mm. during uh, class throughout, uh, throughout my pregnancy not like like out of oh. class or something I didn't experience any so kind you of just nausea. never th- never. never had this no, the throw up thing nothing that's why I didn't know that I was pregnant until whoa yeah. <laughs> too late <laughs> <laughs> until maybe like two months into my pregnancy then I discovered yeah. okay and um, I and also for me I uh, I didn't have any particular food cravings as well when I was pregnant so uh, my weight was my weight went up relatively uh, healthily. So uh, really I didn't people, like different, different yeah. So feet, really, yeah. Di- yeah, different people, different. I didn't like <coughs> suddenly put on a lot of weight. You know, for me it was more gradual. Did you have mood swings or anything like that? Mood like, swings any, during pregnancy. Any stereotypical pregnancy thing <laughs> that will happen that happened to you? That happened to me. Ah, uh, not really. Uh, actually, mm. I felt relatively normal. Okay. Yeah. And I felt like it had a lot to do with the fact that I was still exercising and I was still active. Maybe that's maybe that's the reason. Like because yeah. you have an active lifestyle mm. instead of just staying at home and like eh, mm, you know. Mm, like I wasn't sitting around yeah. and stuff. I still continued like with my with my with my mm. usual. I was still teaching as per normal. I just stopped teaching hot classes. Yeah. And um, if I can demo certain poses, I will I will still demo. Uh, if I had to back off certain poses, then then I will not. So for me, actually, it was a. Uh, it was quite a smooth I would say both pregnancies were quite smooth pregnancies okay. in a way yeah and then mm. I didn't put on like excessive weight so I felt like that was uh, important yeah I, uh, traditionally people might think that oh you're pregnant you should eat for two but that's uh, that's not true <laughs> did you feel hungry? I felt hungry easily yes Yeah. yeah. but, but I mean, that's because you I, are eating for two I ate uh, until I was satiated so I didn't overeat yeah mm. I just listened like if I craved uh, salads I would eat salad if mm. I craved meat I would eat meat yeah mm. So, so I didn't put any uh, particular food restrictions on myself and uh, I, just, I just made sure I, I stayed healthy and, and I hydrated myself. And, okay. Uh, yeah, that. So this is during the pregnancy mm. and during the pregnancy and after, okay, so then after the pregnancy, now you're teaching, like say now, now you, yeah. you, are, you are teaching now yeah. and you have two kids at home. Yes. <laughs> how does that work? Like how... Being a mom is already a full-time job for one kid, yeah. let alone two. Yeah. And I guess like uh, qu- the questions that I want to ask is logistically, how does that work? Mm-hmm. How do you balance being a mom, which is already a full-time job, mm-hmm. teaching yoga, which is your part-time job-ish, mm-hmm. and practicing yoga, yeah. right? Because yeah. these two come in hand in hand. Yeah. And then uh, like logistic stuff, like how do you, 
how do you put like are the kids at school then you come and practice or yeah. do you only teach morning and night classes like how does that work <laughs> yeah i think i speak for a lot of uh, a lot of mummies when i say that when you become a mom your own needs uh, are suddenly uh, the last priority yes <laughs> which actually shouldn't be the case but, but it, it is very, unfortunately it is yeah, because you have to deal with a little person now yes like very naturally when you become a mother that motherly instinct is just uh, it's just full force I felt like uh, I felt like now that I'm a mother of two I have a I have a better idea of how to how to balance my life a little bit so when with with my with my son I, I wanted to do everything on my own so after what do you mean so I didn't, I didn't really want help because I felt like I didn't oh, need right, help. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I um, so I gave birth and uh, I just I didn't want a confinement any because I felt like I didn't need one. Since most people, like I think most people what's hire a, confinement. What's a confinement? <laughs> so take care of the baby or take care of you? Take care of the baby and you. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it's very common in Singapore for people to hire confinement nannies. For the first month? For the first month, month yes. Okay. Yes, so like, what should uh, you do? Just, for, just take for, care of you. For Chinese, like traditionally, um, the Chinese believe that uh, if you believe in TCM, you, uh-huh. like, they believe that there are certain, uh, certain herbs and soups that you need to drink in order okay, to, okay, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, to balance the body again. And then also having a confinement nanny is kind of like having somebody to help you with, 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 with the newborn, uh, to let the mother rest. So like when, when like for example, the night feeds, most people will get the confinement uh, nanny to do it. Oh, that means she's gonna stay yeah. at your house. Uh. Or like yes, that's weird. So for, for one, one month, for one month, the confinement nanny stays at your place. Yes, and you have to pay her to stay at your house. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So she's legit gone for one month from her own life. Yeah, right? yeah. Oh. Yeah, but what does but she do? How, like, just so most confinement nannies are, are quite uh, are a little bit older. They yeah. kind of have experience. Yeah, yeah, they have experience with babies. They teach you how to bathe the baby. They teach oh, you how to feed the oh, baby. It's quite cool. Eh? It's like yeah. a yeah. It's like quite a cool. Yeah. yeah, kind of. Yeah. So Story. so it's um. I think for first time mothers who have no idea what's going to happen, having a confinement nanny is really useful. Uh-huh. And also, if um, you need that just an extra pair of uh, hands to help, yeah, yeah. yeah, at home, then, the then it, it might make sense. Or whatever, yeah. Some people do without confinement nanny. You, like, let's say their mother-in-law help them uh. or, or their own mother like help them. Uh, for me, I lived, I mean, it was just uh, me and my husband. We have our own place. So uh, we decided against the confinement nanny because uh, it was weird I, to have a random auntie <laughs> in your house. Yeah. I, f- I mean, for, yeah, I value my privacy a lot. So I didn't want somebody somebody at somebody like, stranger to do, in my house yeah. or telling you what to do yes I have very specific yeah. uh, from like I, I have very specific um, let me say habits or rather uh, I know specific things that, mm. that you I want feel things like, to be in a certain order yes. you don't want, just, don't want somebody there la, yeah. yeah yeah. so I want to do certain things my, my own mm. way and uh, so I just felt like a confinement nanny wasn't going to be useful for me mm. and Fair then uh, with the with the breastfeeding also um, my I mean my son didn't take a bottle mm. at all so he was just stuck to me all day, all night. So I felt like that confinement nanny wouldn't be that useful yeah, for me. After yeah, okay. All. Yeah, so we decided to do it that one. It's expensive as well. Mm. Mm. How much? So, like, what's that going? Like, how do you. Like, I think now it's about maybe five. like 4000 5000 a month. I'm not sure. Okay, so yeah, okay, I'm not so sure. Okay, okay. <laughs> but about there. But yeah, Damn. a couple of thousand a month. Okay. To have someone. But I guess the. But the good thing, of course, if you have a confinement nanny is that you have extra help, you get to sleep. Yeah. So for me as a new mom, I knew that it was going to be difficult. Yeah. And uh, so uh, I think as long as I, I adjusted my expectations, I didn't expect it to be easy at all. So when the going got tough, it got really tough. There were evenings when my husband, uh, my husband had to work 
really late. It's just me and the baby at home alone. And babies are especially fussy in the evenings. And no matter how I, no matter how I fed him, I changed him. You know, I do everything possible. He's still crying. Mm. And in the first in the first months, actually, your your hormone levels are kind of just uh, kind of trying to rebalance. Mm. So you're yeah. dealing with your own shit. Yeah. So sometimes it's hormonal. Shit. <laughs> Yeah, so sometimes it's hormonal as right. well, you know. So, so you feel like 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 really emotional, and uh, yeah, and and so there were days, there were, there were evenings where I felt like I couldn't deal with it at all, uh, and I just had to put the baby down, uh, get out of the room, and cry just uh, for a bit. Uh, yeah, cry for a bit, or just uh, sit down and, uh, and 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 tune out the mm-hmm. crying of the baby for a little while, mm. because I don't want to do anything uh, that that I might regret or. I don't want to scream at yeah, the baby yeah, and yeah. shout at the baby. And it was at that point in time when I realized that postpartum depression is very real. Oh, yeah. I was just yeah. sort of like, that yeah. was the, the path I was going to ask. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't say I had postpartum depression. Mm. It was I, just general frustrations yes, of having just, yeah, this of new having thing in your newborn, life. Yeah, yeah, having a newborn and having to deal with this newborn 24-7, yeah. not having enough sleep, your body is healing. And yeah. I think there just break, yeah, right? too yeah. many things going on. So... So I felt like it's uh, it's important to be able to have that kind of a support uh, mm. network. Yeah, that's true. That's yeah. true. That's very For important. me, I'm very fortunate to have a mother-in-law who's, who's, uh. who's very hands-on with, with my kids. Uh. Yeah, she loves them and, 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 and she helps me. For I find I think for people who have no help at all, uh, it's, yeah, it's a it's, tougher journey, man. It is. It's very tough. And it's important for them to know that you can reach out for help. Uh. Yeah. Ask family, ask friends, or I mean... It's um, it's tough to, to be a first time mom, and and when we think about it, like uh, mothering is supposed to be such a natural instinct. So sometimes you might feel like oh like 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 everyone looks like 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 they're having such a such an easy time with their mm. baby. Like she looks like such a perfect mother, but actually you never know that this this kind of like perfect mother that that you think this perfect mother is actually having a hard time every mm. night at home mm. as well. Yeah. So. Mm, we don't always I feel like we don't always have to keep up to that uh, I'm a perfect mom mm. image you know like having a baby is not all, all rosy it's all, not all hugs and kisses all mm. the time <laughs> the baby true. cries the baby has needs yeah. and, uh, but you have your own needs as well yeah. As, yeah, as a person so I feel like for that first for the first couple of months definitely it's going to be tough you can forget about uh, your usual sleep routines unless you have a really perfect 10 out of 10 right. baby la. <laughs> But your sleep routine goes out of the window. Your social life goes out of the window. Even until now. So now my son is three. My baby is eight months. Mm. And I think the I've only had less than five nights out without them. <sighs> yeah. So there goes my social life. Yeah. And but but I don't uh, I don't blame I don't blame anyone for that. You know, it's my choice. Mm. It's my choice to. It just is a. It's a fact, lah. Yeah. Because you, it's it's busy. It's, yeah. You gotta deal with all that. <laughs> yes. So it depends on the kind of parenting you want to mm. do, or the kind of life that you want to have for yourself as well. Um, it's um, We have considered getting getting a helper many times, but we just have no space for a helper, mm. and uh, also having someone there. Yeah. It's a I bit, yeah. I'm not used to having having somebody mm. in the house, so I decided to do everything on my own. So this is my choice. So mm. I deal with it. I admit that it is tough, but I know that it is a phase that I will get through. Given the circumstances and given your needs, this is the path that makes most sense to you, lah, to, yes. to handle it as hands-on as you can. Yes. Yeah. So I would say now my children are my top priority. Mm. Yeah. Do I sometimes uh, 
sometimes I do think about the fact that you know I could have done I could have done more teacher trainings or I I could have given uh, like 110% effort in my career and then just leave my babies to a helper mm. but is that what I want at this point in time yeah so I think it's important for for mothers to even before they, they have the baby, you know, even before they give birth, to really sit down and think about what they want to prioritize in the mm. next couple of years. It's not going to be just a few months when they need you. Even, like, my son is three and he still needs me mm. every night when he goes to sleep. <laughs> so, um, it's important to, to just sit down and uh, moderate your, your expectations a little bit. You cannot expect to, let's say you were partying Every week, every weekend before you had a baby, you cannot expect to be doing that. Mm. Yeah, I mean, when, for when sure, your lifestyle is going to change. Yes, la. it's going to change. Yeah. yeah, I mean, are there mothers who still go party every week even after sure. they have a baby? Yes, yeah. they are. But where's the baby then? Oh, you know? that's true. Yeah, so it's it's um, I think it makes like it's very obvious la, Like like if you were to do something, it that means time away from the baby. Yes, you know what? Even if it's from 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 working which is yeah. a, a, a good thing versus parting which is a bad thing yeah. but whatever it is like it's still a sacrifice that you need to make that mothers yes. need to make yes like that that's a part of your life that you have to put aside for now to deal or not to deal to, <laughs> to, to, to take care of this little person yes <laughs> and you've made that choice and it's a very noble Aaron choice obviously we'll not have a baby for quite some time uh. <laughs> I mean, uh, it's interesting to just hear this point of view because it's something that I've never really heard before. Mm-hmm. And it's not something that as a guy, I may not never be able to relate to. I, I mean, it's like, even if I become a dad, it's not, I'm never going to be pregnant. I'm never going to face that, 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 that thing that happens in my body, having some, a little person grow inside of mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. Uh, having to deal with, with that for nine months to yeah. feel the changes, yeah. to feel the emotional um whatever sensations that happen after, before and during, yeah. I will never be able to experience that. And I feel that that is the, it's a very powerful thing. That in a way it bonds, bonds the women together. Yeah. It's because of this ability to give birth, to give, bring life. <laughs> and the ability to mother. Yeah. I think that guys will um, never understand. I mean, I mean the, as a practitioner, as a yoga practitioner, I felt like my practice actually grounds me as, even more as a person. So after three months of, of giving birth, right? I mean, after after three three months postpartum, I decided that I wanted to come back to teach, because it was at the three month. This is the mark, first baby or second? This is the first baby. Oh. Yes. So I, because it was at the three month mark where I suddenly felt like I lost myself a little bit. Ooh. Yeah. Like you know, the the first three months the of having a baby is really intense. Everything is about the baby. Then suddenly I just felt like. Mm, other than being a mommy, who am I as a person? Do okay, I just okay. want to be mommy, or, or is it healthy for me to just be mommy? You know, so I felt like I needed some semblance of my old life back, and that was when it, I decided that I wanted to come back to teach. Mm-hmm. And the good thing about being a yoga teacher is that your hours, my hours, are so much more flexible. Mm, yeah, yeah, I'm very fortunate in that sense. A lot of mummies don't have that. That uh, privilege. Most jobs know? aren't. Yeah, they, if like they have to go hour, back to full time yeah. work, they have to go back to full time work. It's uh, it's it's something it's 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 something that cannot be helped. So all mothers want to spend time with their children, mm. but sometimes we still got to make ends meet. We still yeah, got to pay the bills. Uh, yeah, correct. We still got to pay bills. So uh, I'm very fortunate to be in this situation where my husband supports me. Uh, in 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 that sense, that uh, he he doesn't mind that that. Uh, I don't earn like big bucks. Mm. You cannot earn big bucks from being a yoga teacher. <laughs> you know? It's funny that you mentioned this so because I was talking to Lila this morning. Yeah. 
and she she said like um yeah as a mom like because you're spending all your time taking care of the kid and you mm. become identified as the mother or whatever mm-hmm. you start to disconnect from the outside world mm. even with Val also when I was like sometimes I'll chat with her and she would say like yeah coming to, to yoga to teach or to practice is just time away from the kid yes time, time away time and to find yourself yourself to talk yeah. to people oh, yeah. how are you doing like to just reconnect with the outside world and, and then like when you go back it's just another world mm-hmm. of your house of the baby and okay I gotta go feed I gotta yeah. go clean the yeah. dishes or whatever correct so after three months when uh, when I feel relatively healed um, I felt like it was time for me to get back to my practice as well so so I start with gentle uh, I mean gentle stretching gentle exercises and not too much core work mm. just uh, just strengthen my arms strengthen my legs <laughs> and, move uh, la, yeah. yeah just move and uh, basically even if you don't move just sit down just meditate a little bit mm. or just breathe um, just having that pocket of time to myself even if it's just one hour it's uh, it, it, it really changes my perspective on things again. So I could be having a really rough night. You know, the baby doesn't sleep, waking up every hour. And then the next morning, I feel really tired. But then I go in for a class and then I feel refreshed again. And I felt like, okay, I'm ready to do this all over again. I'm ready to mother again. So in that sense, I, I think um, sometimes you have to put your needs first before you can address the needs of your baby. Like on the plane, you put the mask on yourself first, then you put on the baby, which <laughs> yes. makes sense. You need yeah. to take care of yourself first because you're the only line of defense. You're Correct. the only per- the caretaker for this kid. Correct. And if you are out of it, like in whatever, in Correct. every sense of that word, then how can you, you cannot be as the best mother that you can at that point. So you mm-hmm. need to take the time mm-hmm. to put, put the baby in the cupboard or something. <laughs> but that, then it's not wrong. Like let the baby cry, let him like, just give me a moment and I think that applies to any aspect even if you're stressed out at your work and, and things are piling up at work you just gotta like take an off day yeah. to like yeah. to like, like decompress to recharge to recharge yes. to, to, to yeah, decompress and then you go back and then you're better at dealing with that mm-hmm. right? instead of being overextended yeah. and then yeah. you just like lose yourself uh. correct so that's what my practice does for me and mm. it's a um, now that I, I mean like after the second baby, then it starts to get a little bit easier because I kind of know what to expect. Mm. And, uh, and and so I'm dealing with it a little bit uh, better, I would say. In the first few months, of course, the first three months is always tough. Uh, mm. But once I figure out a routine and I figure out what to do, then uh, it gets a little bit better. So now I'm here with you, right? Mm. Then uh, my, son is, uh, my son is in preschool. Mm. My baby is with my mother-in-law. And, uh, like all this yeah, so yeah. after this, I just pick him up and then I go back, I feed the baby, I put her to sleep, I shower her. But I mean, it's still a 24-7 job. Mm. It's a, if I'm not I'm here, <laughs> yeah, if I'm not here, I'm with the kids and the kids always always need somebody. So, mm. Are they well-behaved, relatively? I can see my, my kids are relatively yeah. well-behaved, I would say. <laughs> Very fortunate. Are you a disciplinarian? Mm, between me and my husband, I would say I am the disciplinarian. Mm. <laughs> So one person has to be the good guy, one yeah. has to be the bad guy. Yeah, I would say I am. I am the bad guy. Bad call, <laughs> can yeah. la, it's fine la. Yeah, but then my but my kids still want me. So it's like that one. It's the mother's love. They always want mommy. So they, when they're young, they always want mommy. Yeah, and and so I think like I mean I sometimes think about it like like what would it be like if I had prioritized let's say my career first. Mm. You know, I go for more teacher trainings. I. I teach a little bit more. I make yoga my full time job, and uh, but what would I gain and what would I lose? And then I think about it. I'm like, hmm, maybe I'm ready to do that in the next couple of years when my mm. kids are a little bit older. But then at this point in time, they are they are still very young, and it's going only going to be 
this it's this I'm never going to get back yeah. these years which makes sense yeah you? that's and that's why that's why uh, we made the decision me and my husband made the decision to for me to to devote most of my time to my kids mm. and then uh, money can always be earned yes. experiences can always be gained yes. but this this particular thing how yeah, you, I will, I will, you can't if turn I, once back I time. lose these years yeah. I will never get it back yeah yeah yeah, so and these are the so most influential to, years as correct. well. So I try to en- enjoy it, mm. and I think it's important to think about the positive things. Mm. You know, like when you're in a in a very dark place and and you feel like it's nonstop. The baby's never going to stop crying. Then you just have to look forward to the moment when your baby smiles or laughs at you again. Oh. Yeah, and then you feel like oh, it's like this is all worth it. This came from me. <laughs> it's got yeah. my face. Yeah, yeah. Does this make you feel more compassionate to other mummies in class? Definitely. Or any other mummies in general. Definitely. Like, so the, it's very. Uh, I mean, I would say it's quite. Uh, it's quite nice in a way because when I was teaching, while pregnant, uh, I also started noticing a lot of pregnant mummies in my class. Because they they can resonate with you like, oh, yes. this mummy friend actually won't kill us, <laughs> Yeah. So they are, they come into class and feeling they come into class feeling uh, safe mm. like even though it's not a prenatal class you know it's mm. just a normal power yeah, class for yeah. example but then they see like oh the teacher is pregnant then I'm can also I, pregnant yeah, maybe yeah. maybe it's not so bad then I can also do it and she oh. can advise me if I do anything wrong or something so it's very uh, I would say it's very it's very hard it's nice, yeah. yeah it's nice to, to have uh, fellow mummies come into class and and uh, they, they put their trust in you you know okay. and also to connect with them to on a on a on a personal level to to just uh, guide them guide them through yeah, uh, and you on see a teacher them, level as well yeah and actually a lot of these mummies who come let's say it's a, it's, a, it's quite a powerful class a lot of mummies who come into class they have been practicing for quite a while mm. I can I mean I can tell once they're in their downward facing dog no, you can yeah, definitely tell that they're not study, yeah. Yeah, they are not newbies yeah. so these mummies are the ones who feel like a prenatal class might be a little too slow for them but at the same time they don't want to go like 100% to a to like hit class or like a core class level as well but they still want to get a little bit of World Cup yeah and I think there are a lot of mothers out there like like, like these days who still want to um, maintain their active lifestyle mm. even though they are pregnant and that's something really really, uh, really good uh, I feel it's important to be active while you're still mm. pregnant but to know your limits as mm. well yeah okay hmm I <laughs> lost track <laughs> Two things, I mean, I just thought about it. So, I would like to ask about tips mm. for teachers yeah. having f- facing facing preggers in yeah. class, yeah. as well as tips for yogi practitioners mm. going to class. Let's start with the teacher one first. So, some teacher, a preggers comes into class, oh shit, what do I do? And she's like, like bulging, mm. can tell. Mm. So, it's not like one month, two months. It's like, but they are still... Um, in whatever practice and in whatever stage of their practice yeah. they are in whether it's beginner but not first time uh, first time is n- no already but then mm. let's say you're still maybe a year into yoga not that strong but still know what to do yeah. and then the 10 year yogi that's pregnant mm. what can I do as a teacher to um, let's say like you said that the practice comes for a different reason to move yeah. and then how should I then conduct class or how or or what should I do should I pay more attention to them should I give more hip opening stuff Mm. should I take away all my versions what do I do you know or what would you do (laughs) in this position it's very tricky it's very tricky it's very very subjective but like just in general like yes there's no right or wrong or so Mm, okay number one take away twist number two you (laughs) you you don't really have to uh, 
modify your entire sequence just to suit that one pregnant woman. Mm. I would say if you have someone who is obviously pregnant coming to your class, uh, number one, ask them how far along they are, whether they have been uh, they have been practicing, practicing before. before they were pregnant. So it, I think it makes a difference whether they are totally new to the yoga or whether they have already been doing this for quite a while, they know what they're doing. Mm. Yeah. So you take that as a starting point. So let's say they are totally new to yoga, mm. right? They come into your class as a pre- as, as someone who is pregnant, totally new to yoga, has never done yoga before. Then uh, you as a teacher, I think you have to tell them whether or not uh, you are certified to teach them in a prenatal way. Okay. And uh, of course, of course, not all of us are, are prenatal certified, right? And then... Uh, Ask them how comfortable they are with the fact that maybe if you're not prenatal certified, but then you kind you know that when you're pregnant, you're not supposed to do core work, mm. you're not supposed to be uh, twisting, then uh, you can do open twists, right? And mm. then uh, you can guide them to the best of your knowledge, right? But they have to know and they have to understand that that you are not prenatal certified. Yeah. So is this really a class that they want to go for? Yeah. If they say that that uh, okay, they will just go in and they will just do what they can. So, kind of like, uh, they have kind of already placed, any student who comes into your class, they place their trust in you as a teacher to, to take care of them, right? And okay. I know that that can feel like a huge responsibility. It is. Yeah, to take care of a, a pregnant woman. Right. But, mm, <laughs> I think there is no right or wrong way yeah. to go about this. You cannot turn them away also, right? Because you can, they are paying customers. But you also can. You can, if like, if, if it depends on the circumstance. Like, if, this person is like really like first time yoga and it's like next week gonna pop already and like mm. went to a power booked in for a power flow that kind of thing. Yeah, I think you have. Maybe to. you can say you're not comfortable. Yeah, but them, if she but. just if you just you f- five minutes you came in and then she's there already and you start the class and you as you scan the room wait a minute anybody first time yoga then she puts her hand up then you already you gotta start yeah day, right I would say first timers are very first timers in. I mean, first timers and pregnant in a yoga class. It's the worst case scenario. Pregnant. It's the worst case like, scenario if you're not prenatal certified. Yeah. Even yeah. so, like, what do you do? Like, unless she legit don't know what is a power flow class, and she <laughs> just shows up. Oh, yoga, all the same. What? And she's nine months pregnant, and she's like, like, uh, beginner, complete beginner, first mm. time yoga ever, powerful class. Mm. Then go back to her intention. What yes. does she want to achieve out of this class? If she tells you, oh, I just want to come here and stretch, then I don't think as the <laughs> beginner practitioner, you know what to to. Like, you know what to expect. You just yeah. figure, like, all right, just gonna... And then fucking, like, got... Okay, <laughs> oh, come on, already. I don't know, like, that scenario, I'm not sure has ever happened, but... Yeah, I know, it has I've, never I've, happened to me, like, I've I, never It's had happened somebody, before, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure, sure it's happened it before. Happened Some before. person just, like, walks in, but... I don't know, like, I hope it doesn't. But then, like, if it if it does, right, if I really walk into the room, like, one minute before yeah. class, and then, like, oh, shit, I gotta start, really. I can't even, yeah. like, chase out, right? I think it all boils down to you as a teacher. How comfortable are you with having a pregnant first-timer in your mm. yoga class? But I think you just got to go already. Like, <laughs> yeah, you, you just, just got to go, go with it, right? She, she does, because, you know? yeah, you, because you have to remember that that pregnant woman is not the only student that you have. Yeah. You have maybe like, if you have like 15 other people waiting yeah. for you to start the class, you don't have a choice. Yeah. yeah. I don't so have to you go do the best that you can yeah. do. You can try to make sure she doesn't She's put uh, herself in that she situation. She doesn't put herself really in a dangerous know. position. Yeah, but there's only so much you can do. Mm. Yeah, there's only okay, so much enough, you can uh, do. Yeah. I guess it's like it's like this is an age-old question, and all these scenarios are all like 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 yeah, super. Yeah, so, there can be so many yeah. different possibilities, you know. And, and and as teachers, we just have to 
deal handle with it as they handle yeah. it as, as it comes. Fair yeah. Enough, yeah. Let's say if you're really very uncomfortable and then you turn somebody away, right? Uh, then this is another thing, really. Whether, whether <laughs> she she complain about you or whether yeah, she stand yeah, there and fight with you, then you gotta thing. go start class. Yeah, but if you can justify your own, yeah. I feel if you can justify your own stand, let's say you you really don't feel comfortable. Yeah, to and it's okay person. to say that. Yeah, but you see how they okay. take it, lor. Because yeah. sometimes I think I think Selena told me once that she turned down a pregnant woman, and the pregnant woman was gonna cry. That's kind of thing. Oh like, dear. What the hell? They're like, how? Oh, what are you gonna do? <laughs> like, I'm not gonna let you put like put yourself in danger, what? Right? Then she cried. Like, what? Then like, what? Then, then and then like class is gonna start. So it's like, how do you? You know, a lot of things can happen, la. And yeah. I'm not. Sh- and it's not her fault. So maybe she was just like, I really wanted to just get away and I like, do something. Mm. Why are you not letting me do this? Mm. But maybe at that point she didn't understand or whatever, la, For whatever reason. Yeah. So everybody's going through their own thing. It's just like. I guess I was asking for a, a answer this question, give me an answer for this thing. But yeah. then there is no answer for that. Yeah. It's all subjective. It is subjective. And I mean my my own my own personal view is that you come into class as an adult and uh, you make certain decisions for yourself. Mm. You if in the if at the end of the day those decisions lead you to uh, to something disastrous, you cannot blame anybody. That's true. Because you, know? you chose to Like I am the teacher and I instruct you to do certain things but Doesn't mean you, you can don't take it, it. Yeah, you yeah. can don't do it if you are not sure then you ask mm. you should ask you okay. shouldn't just do yeah so there is the power that, that the teacher holds and yeah like, correct then like so let's say if I'm teaching something powerful that day I already have it all planned out right and I have no time to, to last minute change I will tell the, the pregnant student let's say for example let's say I'm teaching handstands today right and uh, I'm, I will still stick to my handstands but I will not get her to do handstands yeah yeah, she can do maybe certain prep, certain, some of the prep exercises, right? But then she goes into class already knowing that it's a handstand day. Ah. Yeah, and and she, if she is someone who has been who has been practicing for a while, mm. she kind of know what to expect. Okay, okay, yeah. Then uh, she can ask for modifications. I will give her the modifications. Mm. Yeah. So maybe instead of uh, instead of handstand, she just worked towards doing the shapes. Mm-hmm. Like so, like. For example, if I teach handstand, I will also teach an L shape, for example. Mm. But you can do L shape on the floor mm. as well, like Sutta Parangustasana, mm. you know? Or and, hamstring star. Yeah, hamstring stretch. Hamstring star. <laughs> so make a do both. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, or I mean, like, just an example, mm. uh, you know? So I think just uh, working with the client or working with the student to find a middle mm. ground where she will not hurt herself, but then she will, she will be able to get something out of that class also. Mm. Right, because you don't want her to to walk away feeling like she came to class one. Yeah, that's the yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, of course, if you have if you want to change your class, you have a huge repertoire of uh, sequences in your mind, right? You can readily just change, right? That's for you, lah. <laughs> no, <laughs> don't, yeah, don't speak. Don't no, speak for yourself. Then don't feel so kanjong, lah. You know, so. Yeah. So I think uh, even until now, I feel even now I feel nervous sometimes having pregnant even though mm. I've been pregnant twice right mm. but then because I know that every pregnancy is different, different yeah. everybody feels different yep. so unless you really know what's going on with that person's body and uh, you've been working with that person for quite a while it's really impossible for you to yeah. tailor that class to, to, to her yeah <laughs> okay um, then for as a yogi a pregnant yogi mm. what are some of the precautions that we need to take uh is it a strict no unbalanced inversion? Is it strictly no I'm not hot the best classes? Person. I'm not the best person to ask. Because you break because, all the rules. <laughs> yeah, because I break all the rules. Well, I mean, but through your experiences, then 
Maybe like say the general rule is don't go upside down while pregnant. For whatever reason, you're going to spin the baby, the menstrual cycle or whatever, right? <laughs> but then there's also the other school of thought that says like... like it's if, good to go upside yeah, down. Yeah, it's good pregnant. to go upside down to get the blood to the head or whatever. Yeah. So what do you believe? What do you do? And what did you feel? I think knowledge is power. Ooh. Read up and uh, make an informed decision. Yeah. For me, going upside down was an informed decision. Uh, it's I mean, very intuitive, la, I guess. It's, it is, definitely. If you don't feel good, you don't feel good. La, mm. you know? But of course, some people say that, yes, you feel good, but actually you're doing this to your body. You know? and, um, Who are they to say otherwise? <laughs> because everybody's yeah. body is different. Clearly, yeah. we established that, so especially I've in had, pregnancy. I mean, I've had two pregnancies. Both pregnancies, uh, one, one I invert, one I didn't invert. Mm. You know? Both my babies came out fine. Mm. So I think really it's personal preference, personal practice, and personal decision. Just the way you live your life, la, yes. right? You can be healthy yes. all day, but then like, like I don't know, or smoke 10, 10 packs of cigarettes when you're pregnant, so yeah. it's still not going to I mean, don't do it for the gram. Yeah. <laughs> don't do it just because you want to post something uh, on Instagram and look cool, you know? Right. And, uh, and, and, and don't do it... Uh, for the ego? La. Yes, for the yeah. ego. Yeah. Hmm. Don't do it for the ego. Okay. So, it's, uh, it's not easy. It's actually not easy. Because I even, I mean, even personally, when I post a picture, I mean, I, I have posted pictures of myself inverted when I was pregnant pregnant right and uh, even it then spark outrage I always in the yoga community <laughs> no a lot of pregnant yogis do that these days <laughs> yeah but even at that point in time I I, I, I ask myself am I perpetuating an uh, image mm. you know to all these pregnant women out there who feel like oh it's okay to invert when you are pregnant mm. or am I so am I am I subconsciously doing that with my with my with my Instagram posting, what, uh, okay. so even on social media these these days, right? I'm a, I'm not very active on Instagram, la. So because I've always had this, um, I've always had this conflict about uh, about yoga and uh, and social media. Like, should I be posting myself doing certain things on social media? Is that giving people the wrong impression you know, of uh, of what yoga should be like? And I mean, that's of course a, a can of worms. Uh, yeah, so that's it. Yeah, but but. Uh, just specifically when it comes to being being uh, pregnant, I do what I am comfortable with, and I do it knowing that I will not fall, and if I, uh, I do I do it knowing that I'm I have the safety. I'm quite near a wall, especially if I'm very late already in my pregnancy. Yeah. So if I so towards the the last trimester when I handstand, right, I always make sure I'm near a wall. Just yeah. in case. Yeah. Just in case, because you never know what might happen. Yeah. You know? So that's for me personally. Yeah. Some people will say that you shouldn't invert when you are pregnant. Then. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, it makes sense. Don't yeah. run with sc- don't run with scissors. Don't like you know. There's a lot of generic, but like if you're careful enough and you need to get the scissors to the other side of the room in a hurry, yeah, run with the scissors. If you, you know, know your body well enough yeah. and you know that you will not fall, I would say that it is quite safe. Huh? I mean, mm. I felt I felt safe in the thing. Okay, because yeah, you were confident in your own practice, huh? and you knew your body and it felt fine. Mm. In fact, now I feel. I feel less safe inverting because I haven't I haven't done, done it a long time. haven't practiced handstand for very long. So I was actually even more comfortable inverting when I was pregnant than as compared to mm. now. Because now these days I'm just so busy. I don't have time to, to, to I don't have time to like like practice as often. Mm. Yeah, which is something that is very regretful. I'm trying to get it back. <laughs> but understand, like even I have barely enough time to practice teaching full time and mm. doing this party and like doing my own shit. Mm. Let alone like say Bruce, he's got. A job. He's got a kid. He's yes. got a wife. Yes. He's got like jujitsu. You also all these like moms who already have a full time job. 
I have nothing. I have nothing. <laughs> I have no excuse. Eh. I don't know what I'm doing with all my time. Eh. Like, I'm not being as productive as all the people around me. Eh. And it's very easy to compare yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this person on Instagram is doing this and, and I'm just sitting here like, like you know, not not being, uh, you know, take, living each day like it's for the fullest. Yeah. But I think different people are different and we, it's 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 very easy to compare and that it's that's the bad thing about yeah. social media lah. Yeah. Whether or not you you are putting a bad image to pregnant mummies and showing them this wrong, quote unquote, wrong image of what a pregnant mummy is, it can be looked at as inspiring. Look, this mummy, even though she's pregnant, she's not letting that stop her. She's still living her life. Good for her. Which yeah, which which is what I'm hoping. And then the other side is like, wow, hey, you're putting your baby in danger. Don't you care yeah. about it? There's always gonna be these two schools of thought lah. Yes. So I think it's, it goes back to the intention. Are you just Posting this picture just because it's fun. I just want to just post. Look, look at my progress, guys. Versus like, okay, I'm, I want, I want people to like my photos or whatever, like You know, yeah. it's just yeah. the intention. Yeah. If you're feeling the ego, if you just want to do things just because it's fun. Yeah. I don't I think, think it's yeah. a very fine line between being inspiring and being uh, intimidating. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So so just, uh, I think we're constantly towing the the line. If you if, yeah yeah whether you are inspiring someone or whether whether someone who, who has never done yoga before looks at that photo and then will feel intimidated yeah. by it. Oh, that's yeah. true. Yeah. It's a very fine line when it comes to social media. I mean, this is the world we live in. This is what, this is, it's how it is. Uh, people interact via mm. social media mm. and it's that image that you put yeah. or how you present yourself on there. Oh, yeah. you're that cool mom who does yoga and, and has, has perfect life and all that kind of thing. <laughs> uh, I want to be like that. I want to aspire to be like that or, or whatever. I don't know. I don't know how it was. <laughs> yeah, but I think being a mother is uh, is the most one of the most difficult uh, things I've ever had to. I mean, one of the most difficult jobs uh, I've ever I've ever taken on. And you you really don't you really don't know what your mind your body is capable of uh, until you until you are pushed to your to your limits. Yeah. In what you, sense? I think. Um, like your physical sense, physical or sense, emotional or sense, mental, yeah, everything. It's a, uh, it's being a mother is physically exhausting. <laughs> it is a uh, mentally, it is uh, it can be very challenging, mm. and uh, emotion. I mean, it's it's comes hand in hand. Yeah, up, it yeah. comes hand in hand. The only thing that I feel it's uh is lacking when when I'm a mother is that I'm not being pushed uh, intellectually. You know, as compared to before, to, when it was just all about, about me. Yeah. yeah, when you are, when you're not a mother, everything is kind of about about you. You know, your career, mm. your passions, your your sense of self, and uh, and I think a lot of people go, uh, or a lot of people who do yoga have a very strong sense of self, or, or because they it's are, an internal practice. Yes, it's very yeah. internal, and or they are trying to find their own sense of self. Mm. For example, so. Like when I became a mother, all this gets thrown out of the window. You know, I have no alone. I have no me time. Me time is always very important. You know, I have no alone time. No me time. Uh, my my career is put on hold. I can't do. Uh, I can't do anything without prioritizing the, the kids first. So all these can be very, uh, very, very demanding. Right. And and after this couple of years, it's been four years of me being a mom. <laughs> I feel like I'm just not intellectually pushed that way hmm. yeah because uh, I don't have like a career yeah you're not, you're not like thinking of of action strategies and yeah. like you're not thinking of like powerpoint presentations and all that lah I guess yeah. there's no work lah correct and and also you're, 
there's no uh, time for me to pursue my own passions in, in, in that sense. Mm. So sometimes I feel like uh, a little bit lost still. Like, mm. like okay, like I'm a mommy and then uh, what else do I do? I mean, I teach yoga, yes. Uh, where is where am I going in this in, 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 in my career? You know, how am I advancing in my career? But then all these takes a backseat now that, now that I'm a mommy. Yeah. When, then when does it end? Has it ended? <laughs> like, have you... Actually, it hasn't, right? It hasn't, no. It hasn't. Because my baby's eight months old and, and she still like, needs yeah. me. I mean, I'm still I'm still breastfeeding. She still needs me. So then young. once they go to school, when they both go I to school... I feel like it actually got easier when my older one went to went school. To school and How before, my, gone, uh, yeah. before my baby came out. So when they start going to school, they are a little bit less uh, dependent on you. Then... They're going to worry about their homework. They don't have time to like mess up the house. <laughs> yeah, then you have a little bit more time to yourself. So I know, I know it's a matter of time before before I have that time to myself again. It's just that um, when you're in this phase, uh, it's it's sometimes uh, tough to, to look that far ahead. Yeah. So if 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 I if I if you ask me for advice to new mummies, I would say to I would tell them to, to hang in there, it will be it'll be over faster than you think. Hmm. Yeah. Very soon it'll be over. It's like suddenly my son is three already. And but although I still re- vividly remember that one day when I just broke down and cried and cried and left him inside the room crying because I didn't know how to deal with him anymore. But now when I look back on it, right, then I think like, hey, it's over, you know, and and I'm now in a better space and uh, and I dealt with it. Yeah, he's all grown up now and where has all that time gone? <laughs> yeah. So now that is second round, you know, with my, sec- with my daughter, my, my younger one, then uh, I tell myself that that very soon she'll be one year old. Yeah. And she'll be she'll be quite independent. She don't need me as as much anymore. Then uh, I will have time to myself again. Yeah. So just to hang in there, <laughs> it's something that will pass. This yeah. is very. I, I mean, when I hear you say all these things, this is the stuff that that people, or at least I, mm. have got the chance to hear because I don't have mom friends <laughs> my only mom is my mom mom yeah, and she yeah. doesn't really tell me about yeah, and stuff. when you become a mother you really appreciate your own mother yeah <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm really kind of like thinking of my own mom by hearing you yeah and then like you hear the sacrifices that they make to themselves to their career and mm. to their own even at times mental state mm. everything is gone the hobby the everything is mm. gone for but then for, years, for yes. us and then like i'm like me i'm just like ah, you know i'm just being a little <laughs> monkey at home and like not giving a shit not, and then like but this was the sacrifice that they had to make back yes, then yes it's interesting to hear it's nice to to be grateful as well yeah yeah. and like when you were saying when you're talking about that experience with your with, with, with your son and that moment that you had I felt like that was a time that was a challenging period where it was a test for you in mm. a way to, to and after that incident when you when you I wouldn't say that you're, you're being terrible to have left him in the cupboard or whatever. <laughs> I didn't leave him in the cupboard. Uh. <laughs> uh, the microwave, the fridge or whatever. <laughs> Technicalities. <laughs> but like when you took that time to be uh, by yourself and yeah. you, you collected yourself, that was like, it was one of those moments where like, even if it's not pregnancy, like if it's anything, if it's just like you're climbing a mountain and you're, you're really tired and you just sort of like, yeah. okay, wait, I need rest first. Yeah. Yes, breathe. Breathe. And then you continue, Chonga. Then you, you know the breathing. The breathing really helps. It does learning yeah. how to calm yourself. The pause. Down. Yes, pause yeah. and and find that that space where you are calm and you are ready to 
to mm. take on that challenge again. I think that is something that yoga teaches you as well. And mm-hmm. it's something that I'm teaching my son. You know, because How so? How? Two or three-year-olds have uh, their emotional centers are not very well. Yeah, the, not social mature yet. Yeah. So <laughs> everything to them, to them, right, they feel their emotions are everything. When they're angry, they're really oh, angry. When they're sad, the they're really The whole body sad. gets angry. The yes, whole body because gets that sad, part yeah. of the brain is not developed yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so for my son, what I do for him when he has an outburst, right, it's very common for, for little children to have outbursts. Tantrums, or, eh? Yeah, tantrums or when he just feels overwhelming, an overwhelming sense of, say, uh, of emotion. Uh, uh. Let's say he's angry, you know, and he can't, he doesn't know how to control that anger, right? He's angry at me for taking away his toy, for example, uh. okay? And I just, uh, I, just, I just hold him, I look at him in the eye, and then I ask him to inhale and exhale. Oh, wow, yeah. literally. Yeah, literally inhale, one, two, three, Exhale, three, two, one. You know, and children are very... Uh, when you look at them in the eye, right, they will listen to you. They look at you. know, When you don't dismiss them and you regard them as a, as, as a person, them, uh, yeah. you acknowledge them as a person, they really will listen to you. So my son will literally breathe, inhale, and exhale. Then after a few rounds of that, right, he will stop crying. Hmm. And then I'll ask him, why were you crying? Or why were you angry? Reflective. Yeah, and then he will tell me. Yeah, so I find that 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 uh, that that part of uh, the breathing techniques really really worked for me <laughs> uh, as a mother to, to teach my son that uh, mm-hmm. to 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 control his uh, emotions a mm-hmm. little bit and to be reflective about his own uh, behavior mm-hmm. and emotions. Yeah, that's why yoga for kids is really great, also really beneficial. I've seen yoga for kids. Mm. It doesn't feel. It doesn't seem like the yoga that we do. It's yeah. just very like jump mm. around. Oh, we're be in a animal. tree pose now. You're <laughs> I mean, in yeah, a yeah. Children, pose. children. I mean, they they. Uh, they need that, lah. They need that. Yeah, yeah they need but that. It's you, fun to them. How do they find stillness in kids yoga? I don't know. work. I'm not really, I'm not really, I'm not really sure if yeah. stillness works. <laughs> Honestly, mm. I've never been to a kids yoga class before. Yeah, me neither. Yeah, but uh, but but when I see my son reacting to these breathing techniques positively, yeah. then that's when I realise that uh, there's some, something it's, about it's it. It's very powerful. Yeah. yeah, it's very powerful. Being able to harness that that uh, that, that inner sense of uh, calm and mm. being able to find that space, whether for kids or for adults, right? Mm. When, you're in, when you're going through a difficult time, it's so important and so useful. Like for me as a mother, it's so useful. Mm. You know, to calm down and to reflect and to stop to think and then to act again. Mm. Yeah. And that's that's what a lot of us need in our lives these days. So the I think the yoga comes in there. So not mm. just the, the physical, but also the, the mental and the and the emotional. And for me, yoga has brought me through many different stages of my life. You know, from when I was a from when I was a a, a university going kid to when I first started work to when I went into the teaching industry and then and then now I'm a yoga pregnant and a mother and a yoga teacher but throughout all of that my practice is my constant mm. yeah. and it's helped you in every aspect uh, yes. I feel like it's helped all of us like yeah. even me as well yeah. everybody who, who, who decided to teach or who took up yoga and has done continued to do it mm. it's helped them in some aspect like, mm. whether is it physical or I feel fit I feel more flexible yeah. to, the, to the mental state yeah. and I feel like it will eventually lead to the mental state. Correct. As long as you keep practicing. And your practice is like a journey. It has ups and downs. Yeah. You, know, you might start out your practice uh, being very athletic and strong, everything about the asana. And, and then, then and then maybe because that was useful for you at that point of time in your life, you're trying to get fit or you're trying to lose some weight or, or it helps in, in, in another sport of yours. Then maybe you will come to this stage where you find that the meditative aspects help. Yeah. So it's... Um, it is a journey. Yeah, it is a journey. It's very difficult to to put your 
I mean, personally, I find it very difficult to put my practice into a box to say that I'm just an athletic teacher mm. or I'm just a meditative teacher or, or I teach only breathing. You know, it's, it's everything. Yeah, so having... Mm, I think having done yoga uh, for like 15 years, since I was 20 years old, I would say that right now I'm in a space where I don't, I, I, I don't chase the asanas anymore. I only focus on how I feel after a class or during a class. Mm. Yeah. If I, if I want to do something, if I want to go into a, a peak pose, uh, an advanced pose, I do it. Mm. If I don't feel like doing it, yeah. I don't do it. It doesn't matter to me anymore mm. because uh, actually nobody's looking at you. Uh. That is, <laughs> that is the, the very common evolution of most people's yoga practice where mm. they, it's after a while, it's not about the asanas anymore. Mm. And often people go in, start yoga, it's to, to chase the asana. Yeah. Wow, this handstand looks cool, I want to do it. Oh, yeah. I, yoga, okay, I show up more, then I can do the thing. Yeah. And the long, the more you show up, the, the more your practice evolves, the journey continues in a different path and you find different aspects of it through meditation, through stillness, through prana, through whatever, you know? Yeah. And then it becomes so much more. It becomes about breathing, it becomes about uh, awareness, mindfulness, and then the asanas are just there. Yeah. You know, it just happens to be there while you're doing all the other stuff. Uh, yeah. I think your yoga supports you in, in your life, in whatever stage mm. of life you, you are in. Physically, mentally. Yeah, so right now, the asana, the advanced asana stage is not really uh, what I'm, I'm chasing after. Mm. Maybe two years later, I decide that I want to, uh, <laughs> I want to, I want to uh, perfect my handstand again. Then maybe I'll do it. Yeah. But then, yeah, so different, different stage, different, different Agendas way of, are, yeah, yeah, different agenda also. But that's yeah. the beautiful thing about yoga. It means a different thing for, for yeah. everybody. Yeah. Not to say that chasing asanas is wrong. Yeah, correct. It's great if your goal is to, to do everything. It's yeah. still a goal. Right? Great, yeah. uh, you do what you want. Uh. Yeah, so because yeah. it supports you in, yeah. in, in that particular stage in life. Yeah, so. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Do you have anything else you want to say? Regarding pregnancies, regarding yoga, regarding momhood. <sighs> Any final words? <laughs> final words. I, I think I've been meeting... Increasingly, I've been seeing a lot of, uh, I, maybe it's just my age group, lah. a lot of us are becoming mommies. And, um, and increasingly, I've, I'm seeing mommies who don't know how to, to cope or who are overwhelmed with, uh, with motherhood and uh, who maybe need uh, some, some help but are just afraid to ask or just need that support network. Mm. I think it's, uh, if you are one of those moms, I think it's important to reach out to find that support network. Mm. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, it takes a village to raise a child. They always say that. Mm. Right? Find your village. And uh, your village, having a good village will keep you very sane. <laughs> and will tide you through it. Yeah. And find your don't, tribe. Uh. Don't, yeah, find your tribe. Don't feel like you have to do this alone. Mm. I think that's, that's also one that's also one thing, one, one trap that a lot of us fall into. Mm. We think that, oh, we are... It's your baby, you, you, yeah, it's you my baby. Yeah. Him. Yeah. yeah, it's my baby, I'm super woman, I can do it. I'm meant mm. to do it, you know. I'm a woman, mm. women are meant to do this, you know. But but actually, yes, you can do it. Maybe, but maybe asking for help is an option that will keep you uh, in a good place. Mm. <laughs> and uh, having time for your own wellness and taking care of your own wellness is also really mm. important. Okay. Yeah. So finding, it always goes back to finding balance. Uh. Yeah. Yeah, it always goes back to finding balance. Oof. 
Yeah. Balance. Yeah. yeah. For me, I found. I think right now, <laughs> right now, I've kind of found my balance. Yeah. I have some time away from my kids, and uh, I have most times with my kids, mm-hmm. and I'm in a, I'm in a good place. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like you're in a good place as well. <laughs> yeah, Work wise, like family wise. Yeah. Personal wise, like yeah. you find you still find time to practice. Correct. You know? And everything is just on hindsight, mm. you know? On hindsight it's like oh, that was really tough the first couple of, of, of years, the first year. Mm. That was really tough. Like anything then, that's in the beginning stages. Yes. Stuff. Yes. So just knowing that uh it will it will pass. Yeah, it will pass, the kids will grow and uh and you'll look back on it and think think fondly of it. You know, it's it's something that, that all all mothers have to go through, like all parents have to go through. Mm. Mm. So don't feel like you're you're so alone, yeah. Because uh, I think depression is very real, <laughs> and uh, increasingly many people are, are are going through, you know, such uh, such how to say stages, it? La, Yes, yes, and then they are afraid to reach out. So mm. don't be afraid to reach out. There la. is that stigma of like, like depression, like whether whether it's it's a real illness, whether mm-hmm. you should be be like bothering people about it oh I feel mm-hmm. sad so, so what deal with it lah, right we're all adults but we, we acknowledge that sometimes these things are real these things are real things that affect you physically on a physical level as well not just yeah. mentally yeah. and people just need yeah, uh, knowledge Correct. about being aware of this and how to deal with it and to sense whether you know that it's happening to you and to reach out when it's time to reach out when you do need the help to, yeah. to do so it's like when you're at the end of your tether something will pull you back find that something could be you know the support from your loved ones your the the laughter of your child you know uh, just find that something that will that will pull you back from from the darkness I, I have never gone into that darkness I felt like maybe at certain times I was very close to it but uh, I know that uh, I have I have good support mm. so so that that, that really helps you know, so find that support I would say to all all new mothers or to all mothers <laughs> I think that's a great way to close off this party. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and if you need someone to talk to, come and find me. <laughs> yeah, you can find me too. <laughs> uh, thanks for doing this with me. Thank thanks for talking to yeah. me. I've learned a lot. Eh? I feel like I've, I've had a quite, even though this feels like a very unrelated topic, but I've, I feel connected <laughs> somehow. I feel like I can relate to it. Are you or ready at least, to be a father? <laughs> I mean, I, re- I connect to it more of like, like being able to relate to my mom. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I, I think it's, it's, just, it's a universal thing, like taking care of someone else. It's a, yeah. Mm. <laughs> Thank okay. you for having me, Eric. Yeah. How can people reach you if they want to find out more about you? Oh, um, so I am back at Yoga Movement again. Mm. <laughs> uh, once a week, right right now. So you can come for my class. Uh, you can find me on Instagram, E-L-I-S-A-T-A-N. Just okay. search, you will see uh, a profile picture of someone in a pincha. That's me. <laughs> <laughs> of course. That was me before baby. So <laughs> yep. Okay, yeah. So if they want to reach out to you, uh, feel free to drop a DM yeah, message you whatever you know. come to YM yeah. come to YM see you soon <laughs> okay thank you Eliza thank you and that's it yeah hmm that's it I hope you find it I hope you found it interesting and I hope that it reaches out to some of those mommies out there who uh, or even future mommies out there and hope that it gives them a little perspective on things, especially yogi moms. Um, 
I mean, I, I remember, I remember during the during certain parts of the podcast when when Liza was sharing about a particular moment of hardship during her parenting, during you know having to take care of Truett, uh, and you could start to see the way she was sharing that she started to tear a little bit, and it's not the kind of not the kind of like boohoo crying like It was just like that kind of frustration that 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 the mothers have to deal with. That like you know the the dad is out to work. She's alone with this crying little kid, and she's tried everything that she can do to to pacify him without throwing him out of the building. And then she has to take a moment to breathe and to collect herself. And 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 that 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 when I heard that when I saw that and and that's. I don't know, man. That is like the love, eh? That is like self-sacrificial mother's love, eh? That they have to fucking put everything aside, put everything that they have aside for this little thing that they created. Uh, it's crazy, man. I don't know. Um, that's strange. I miss my mom. My mom is away now. She's 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 in a, a Mont Blanc in Europe, climbing some mountain somewhere with her hiking buddies. I'm all alone, and I miss my mom. Mm. Uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, she mentioned at the end about how uh, all the mummies out there, uh, you know, if you're having any trouble coping, it's okay, and that you should reach out. You can reach out to to your friends, to your tribe, or whoever. Hell, reach out to me. I don't know. Um, I I don't think I have any advice, or I don't. I'm the right person to help, but I can definitely redirect you to someone who's better equipped to, to handle baby stuff. Uh, like, subscribe, share on IG, IG stories. Let me know what you think. Uh, same, same. Mm, until the next episode, uh, do good things, be kind to people, and, and go tell your mother that you love her if you haven't already by the end of this episode. Oh, yo. Okay, that's it. That's all I have to say. I wish all moms a happy uh, existence, a happy life. And if you haven't already, yes, go give your mom a big hug when you see her later. Okay, that's it. Okay, see you next episode. Thanks for listening. Drop me a message if you have any questions. That's it. Goodbye. <laughs>